guys, this is Sailor Stevie. So I just wanted to give you all a heads up and a trigger warning. This episode, we're going to be talking about depression, um, suicidality, and toxic families. We're also going to be talking about a lot of feelings. So if you don't feel comfortable listening to that, I hope we can see you next week. But just a general trigger warning for this episode. All right, let's get into it. Hello everybody, it's your girl Sailor Stevie. And it's Melon the Dad. And we are Coconuts. Welcome back after a brief hiatus. We had to take after the first episode because of circumstances. And hopefully we are able to get back and get into a more consistent scheduling. Even though that looks really bad after doing one episode and not following up. Yeah, I think it, like it was just hard trying to find like what mm-hmm. time to meet up. Yeah. Realizing that we were too busy to meet up. Yeah. Not getting there. Not being able to do it. Trying like to try out different places and it's just not working. Mm-hmm. The audio quality not sounding great. And it takes like up like what like an hour of our time just to record one episode and then we have to edit it and that takes two like you record for one hour it's gonna take two hours to edit you record Mm -hmm. for two hours it takes four hours it's literally double the time because you have to listen back and edit stuff and then like go over and say when in editing we have to speak over things right basically we're troubleshooting we're still trying to figure this out we know it's not going to be perfect in the beginning and as time goes and we keep doing this, it's going to get better. Yeah. But as of right now, just be a little patient with us. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And we don't want to put out terrible quality. No. And that was a lot of bad quality episode. Yeah. Like recording sessions we tried. Yeah. And it just culminated to us not being happy with the final product of just us listening to it and just being like, mmm. No. Like, we don't want other background noise in there as much. Yeah. So it just. And we want to talk about things that are like worth listening to for an hour. Yeah. I mean, in general, most podcasts are just people rambling to each other. To be real. Uh, honestly, I mean, it's just that that certain episode and like the time of week it happened, with a lot of like negative stuff that just happened. Which is, I I think it just seeped seeped through into our podcast, and we were just like not really in the mood. Yeah. Because it just made us depressed yeah. and made us sad about just what was ha- going on. Um, we will get better with that. We will be a little bit more consistent, even if it does get bad um, on those like bad days. But we just didn't felt right pushing out terrible work. Yeah. That was just, just because we wanted to push out an episode. Um, so that's why it kind of took us too long to so long to make episode two of coconuts podcast it's finally out it's finally here but speaking of which let's check in how are you feeling this week i'm feeling tired yeah yeah i worked like what there was i get like 37 i worked five something hours so like i worked about like 46 hours this week um good for you no it's not it's tiring it is tiring i mean good for you money wise yeah i guess but um what are you saving up for 
Yeah, I'm just kind of just saving. Nice. Um, it's 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 difficult because you have to like, you know, life is just you have to pay bills. You mm-hmm. have to make sure that everything's like paid on time, yeah. or the you know the bank or the credit card company's not going to be too happy with you. Or you have to make sure like credit score is a scam. Credit score is a scam set up so that these credit card companies can make more money off of you and make more money off of other people's businesses. By the way, never use your credit card at a local shops. Why? You, the processing fee. They like um oh. that's why like a lot of if you've ever realized like why a lot of people don't take um what's the um that that card, the um the century card mm-hmm. with like the centauri like with the roman warrior yeah yeah that's uh because it's basically a credit card yeah but it has a processing fee that's why only big businesses have them see okay. that's that's um i wouldn't know that because i where i grew up i i've been to areas where they'll be like hey five dollar credit minimum because mm-hmm. of the fee mm-hmm. but where i live and grown up that's never been an issue that's weird i mean it's not really weird i feel like that's a very clear indicator of like class and like certain people can afford to just oh what you're only gonna do two dollars yeah whatever we make enough money where i don't have to worry about a processing fee most of these small businesses don't make the money that they could just forego the processing fee and not care. So, is it racist using your card at a local area? I don't think it's racist. I think it's very. It's just. It's just. Understand when they say we do. Please do not use credit card. I think it's racist. Or debit card or any of those cards because they. That's how like Visa. Mastercard, all of them get their money back. Only use it like like at a Starbucks or something. Starbucks can take the hit of the processing fee, or a Walmart can take the hit of the processing fee. Like any of those big mega corporation businesses, they can take the hit. Mm. So relatively, only use it there. Never use it at a local shop. Don't screw your local businesses over like that. I think it's racist because capitalism is a white supremacist creation. Therefore, making these people poorer than. They would have been, even though they do own their own business. Yeah, that does spike up a lot of, um, if you use that processing fee, it does make a lot of things expensive for a lot of other people. So. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> it's, but it affects everybody. That's the thing. It yeah. affects a lot of, of, a lot of races in that class area. So it's more like classist. Yeah. But which is also can be considered racist as well, depending on like, you know, living area and like where the location is and everything like that and who makes the majority of the poor population or like uh what was it like um like poverty rate that's like a good way to look at it is the poverty rate Mm. um but yeah 99 percent versus one percent as usual yeah i guess all right um how I'm feeling this week. Yeah, how are you feeling? I'm okay. I'm tired. I'm so tired today. It's unbelievable how tired I am. I even had coffee and it's not helping. I'm just so, so tired. Yeah, how's your stomach? Um, I'm actually fine. I farted a bit earlier. By the way, you may be wondering why we're talking about my stomach. So I'm lactose intolerant 
and I had gotten an iced white mocha extra caramel drizzle with vanilla sweet cream foam on top. But I didn't get it with non-dairy milk. I got it with regular milk. And I, like I said, I'm allergic to lactose. So I got like, I usually would get sick, but I'm pretty, I'm chilling to be with you. Yeah, wait until late at night. night. Shut up. It's not gonna happen. But anyway, there's that. Speaking of capitalism and white supremacy, a lot of people are quitting their jobs, especially service jobs right now. And I think that's amazing. Oh, it's so awesome. If, honestly, I didn't live with my parents, I would have gotten unemployment right Mm -hmm. now. I would have quit and got unemployment, to be real with you. Like, good for you. If you quit your job recently and you work in the service industry and you're taking advantage of the unemployment, please, good for you. Because these corporations do not care about us, bro. Every time I go to work at... um, Australia dollars it makes me want it not alive anymore i hate it there so much i i don't like working in this industry and i don't want to work at all like i do not dream of labor but i want to I, I can't wait till i actually get a job i don't hate because it's the industry treats people like terribly so terribly also, to all the people who are mad at people who get um, unemployment, please remember that that is already our money. When you work at any type of anywhere, um, you get money taken out of your checks, not only for Social Security, but also for unemployment. For the, you know, just in case something happens with your um job and say you get laid off or you do end up quitting or you get fired you go and you can get that money just having that added three hundred dollars bonus is really helpful because a lot of people need that money to pay their bills so i think it's great what do you think about it i think it's a fantastic thing um I do hate the fact that everyone is quitting their jobs, but I understand it. We are in the middle of a pandemic. You hate that they're quitting their jobs? I do hate, like, I just think it kind of sucks, like, they're just miserable. Oh, I'm like... Yeah, I think that's, like, that's the end of the day. Like, you're just miserable at your job, and you just, and it's like, you just see a better option making more money by, like, you know, if that, if, you know what, if your job is miserable, and you know what, you make more money just by quitting, then, you know what, just quit. Just do it. Why not? If you can make more money by doing it, that's great. Um, I do hope it isn't like it doesn't cause a ripple effect of people not getting jobs in the future, though. That's like the one thing I'm afraid of. I mean, like, I, f- from what I'm seeing, attitudes are shifting when it comes to labor. To mm-hmm. be real, like, and you know what's actually pissing me off is like that. There's the people who are staying at these jobs where like nobody wants to work anymore, and it's like, bitch, it's not that nobody wants to work anymore. We just, we don't want to work for you. We're tired. Mm-hmm. We're so tired of being mistreated. I know I'm, bruh, like, I, my performance the past few months has suffered. And I know it. But it's really because I have little to no incentive to work at my job. Sorry, you probably just heard my Discord notification because I'm a nerd. But I have little, oh, okay. 
We're gonna have to turn that off. But anyway, yeah, I'm just I'm super psyched to see that and to see that people are leaving their crappy jobs. But I'm also right now I'm a little sad, no cap. And what's going on? Um, I guess I'm kind of tired of repeating myself to people. And, like, asking things of folk that I find to be, like, really important. And I feel like I'm starting to learn how to accept that, like, I'm never going to get certain things. And I just, I need to be okay with it. It's just really hard for me to accept certain treatment. Because I just had a situation recently where, like, I found out something that I think, like, someone doesn't think I know and i'm just trying to be cool with it but it just it still sucks you know mm-hmm. so you know my energy is pretty low because of that mm. yeah how has it been for you like this past week i mean it's been okay are you sure you're like is there like anything like you wish you'd like why Why do you think, I don't know, for like for some reason, like that person mistreated you like terribly? It's not, um, it's not even in a past tense. Um, I just think that some people are very careless when it comes to dealing with others. And what really sucks is in relationships, whether romantic, platonic, familial, or whatever, a lot of people are very selfish and take the one who is being a little more selfless for granted and even when this person asks of something that they have said multiple times is important to them that they see you know hey this is something that i'm going to need long term they kind of still don't take heed to it and a lot of people expect that those people are going to be around forever and they're just not that's just life do you feel like i'm talking about you uh yeah it's just insecurity stuff what are you insecure about um it's just general fear of of like like disappointing people that are important to me and it's hard to not think like that and it gets really difficult trying to be like no it's not you it's not they're not talking about you but then there's that second voice in the head that's like no you know it's about you and it's like it's it's like it's your fault like you gotta like really you know fix this and it's like i i I don't think it's really about me and it's like no but you have like these you do this and that and the third and you know that you do it and you can't and you're not doing anything to change it and it's just that other voice comes in and when that other voice starts talking to you you kind of just can't do anything about it it just will always keep on saying stuff until it just finally goes away when you just kind of like stopped caring that it keeps on talking and then it comes and it goes and it comes and it goes and it comes and it goes and even when you're like did nothing wrong 
it always comes back. Mm. And it's just like, that's like the worst part about it. Very interesting. Um, you mentioned, actually, I'm going to leave it alone. How about that? This is, this could be good content, but I think that's as much as I will speak on that subject. But I've really been lowering my mood lately because I have a hard time accepting things. So. I mean, it's just, you, you expect like things to go a certain way with like certain people like and it just doesn't work out like that and it leaves you in a really sour poor mood because it's just really hard to um to to have something to like to end up like that like i think like a good example is that um i have this really good friend i've known him since like i was like 13 and We've absolutely not talked about each other's feelings for like seven years. And we consider each other like best friends. Mm. That's one thing because we're, well, we're men. We don't really, we were t- really taught to never talk about stuff like that. Mm. But he even said it when we were like talking over Discord. Like we, ne- like we, even though we're like really good friends, we never talked about each other's feelings. Like, don't you find that weird? I was like, I, you know, I, I think that's very true because I, I even brought up like something from, like I t- tried to talk about like his past and he was just like, you know, we never really talked about this. So it's like a little weird. And I was like, yeah, it is a little weird to be honest with you because we weren't really told to talk about stuff like that. And that's hard, especially when you've never brought, like when you never like start talking about that stuff with like a person you feel very close to or like a, a friend you feel very, cl- you like close with. And it's just, it's weird. It's weird talking about that stuff, especially when you're not when you're not used to it. Like it's rough like the first time, and it gets easier after you start talking about your feelings, you know, uh, to like people that you trust and you care about. But to people that you've never talked to, it's really hard. Or you could talk to it to complete strangers, and it's easy because you'll never talk to them again. Or you'll never have to see them in person. Or yeah. With them for real. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, um, I think that sucks that you have. Do you feel like you've had that experience with other male friends? Yeah, it's it's every male friend. It's it's just hard discussing feelings with other males around because you just never know what their reaction is gonna be to you and to what you're gonna and to what you're gonna say. Mm-hmm. And it's it's honestly really rough. Um, that you kind of have to like kind of like not forcibly do it but like kind of keep things inside because it's just like they're forced to um you're not really for you're not really told to like talk um because you know it could be considered like being weak because you're showing your feelings or you're like complaining right and it's just that's like the hard part about it that's just like i don't know i guess that's just how i was like how i interpreted things Mm. growing up or like just like how I saw it that if I talked about things it would be me complaining or like issues I had it would be me complaining about stuff that wasn't necessarily there so I just never talked about things it's very interesting how a lot of adults in children's lives you know growing up brush off them talking about things that bother them as complaining 
Because I feel like a lot of us dealt with that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, I'm sad because blah, 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 blah. Rather than, hey, let's try to talk to through these emotions. It's, mm, you're complaining and shut up. And I don't want to talk to you. When it's like, you are literally the adult in this situation. What are you talking about? And it was like a weird thing too. Because I was, my, my mom was like, oh, you should like, do you want to go to therapy? And I just brushed it off because I, you know, I thought therapy was for crazy people for like I mean it was like back in like when I was like seven years old so obviously I thought therapy was for crazy people your mom asked you to go to therapy my mom asked yeah my mom said you need like do you want to go to therapy she offered that to me interesting yeah how do you feel about that I mean it was it was definitely for a good reason I was like really sad about not having another uh parent in my life Mm. and like the thought like I was a like I, there was something wrong with me made me really sad and so I would like legit come to her like like every almost every single night crying because I would think about it did she try to help you through these emotions yeah she did she really did she was we would we would talk like anytime it brought it up we would just talk about it and she would talk about it and she would just do her damn best to make sure that I felt loved and cared for and it was just it was really like I definitely should have gone to therapy but it was really nice hearing that from my mom to be honest with you just hearing how much she was just she was like saying you know you know even though you know I don't I don't have another parent in my life I had my grandmother I had my aunt my uncles you know not just that but like other people from who weren't even blood related who were willing to take care of me, who were, like, willing to, like, see me as, like, their own child and, like, cared about me. And that, yeah, like, it was, it sucked that I didn't have that. And it still sucks, like, thinking about, like, other people shouldn't have that responsibility. Mm. But it felt really nice to hear that. That's, that's great. I'm glad that you had that. Yeah. It sounds really, really good. I do think, though, personally for me, like, I don't know. I feel like while the right parental choices were made, I think when it comes to stuff like that, you kind of don't ask kids if they want to go. You kind of just put them, you Mm -hmm. know, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. Um, Because a lot of the time, kids don't know what's best for them. And that's just kind of always what I've seen. Like, children, when it comes to medical stuff, aren't really great at knowing that. And depression is a medical thing, in my opinion. Not in my opinion. It kind of, it literally is. Yeah, and I guess it was just a little bit um, harder for her. Because she works in child care. Mm-hmm. So, it was, I guess it was just like her like making sure if I was comfortable with it Mm. and kind of like not wanting to force something upon me because my mom's never forced anything upon me that like like you have to do this or you have to do that like sometimes like she would sometimes obviously but like it's not like other like other choices like religion I was free to practice any religion I wanted to practice in my household um I was able to watch like 
you know, family guy, robot chicken, all that stuff. And she knew it too. Like, it's not like she didn't know. She knew it. Um, like she gave me freedom of choice to, to like eat, watch, like stay up if I wanted to stay up. Um, kind of giving me like any music I want to listen to. Um, I get, I, I, and I don't know. She I didn't just... want to make me feel uncomfortable with like forcing me putting to like to to talk to someone that I probably didn't feel comfortable talking with. I get that. I think also it's just I don't know. I feel like I just I have mixed emotions on mm-hmm. it because I know for me when my depression had gotten to the point where it was not manageable by me and granted I was at that point seven years older than you i was a teenager Mm -hmm. so i had more autonomy over my own decisions and stuff like that something that i've been struggling with for like the past year is the fact that like my parents knew and they were well aware because it got to the point like i said where it was incontrollable where i you know trigger warning but i was dealing with like suicide like suicidal attempts suicide attempts Mm -hmm. and shit and my parents bring this up to me and they're like oh well you could have went to therapy and i'm like but i was a kid (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's why i'm like i feel mixed emotions when it comes to it because while i totally understand that children are not always going to be comfortable with speaking to adults about situations especially adults you don't know um i feel like if you know that your kid's dealing with something like why not try to put them in the best position that they can possibly be in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guess this is why I'm kind of struggling with the whole idea of it was a choice mm-hmm. for you rather than a choice by a parent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it, yeah, I can definitely like see how like our two different experiences can be pretty much the same side of a different coin of the same a different side of the same coin Mm -hmm. like asking a kid like oh do you want to go to therapy and then like you know when you already suffer three years later your parents tell you you should have gone to therapy or like you know you had the choice to and you just didn't really see the option of it It, they're kind of very much the similar but like just different like like i said same side of the same coin of the different sides um and it's just I think, like, also during that, like, time, too, just probably wasn't the same. And how our parents grew up, they didn't really see it as a big deal. Because they're, they, like, let's be honest here, a lot of kids, a lot of parents who grew up in the late, early 80s and 90s didn't really see therapy as, Especially like, Especially if they're not from this country. Ex- yeah, exactly. Or they had parents not from this country. Yeah. Uh, like second gen, like talking about like first generation kids. Yeah, I'm a first gen. He's a second. I'm a second gen. Yeah. And it's, I I try to just it's 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 hard. I struggle mm-hmm. personally, um, because I try to use that as a justification, and then on another hand, I'm just like, I also think about like I, I don't know, and and this is gonna sound super fucked up. But, like, I don't think you should have kids if you don't know what you're doing. I'm sorry. I really don't. Like, I I love my parents. And I appreciate the great things that they've done for me. Because they've done a really great, a lot of great things for me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they sacrificed a lot, and I will always be grateful for the fact that they have. That doesn't mean that it's criticism is past them, and yeah. how their parenting style was slash is because they're raising my brother now, and there are certain things where I'm just like, mm, no. <laughs> And, like, I guess it's just, you know, lessons you can use to when you or decide to have kids or maybe you don't or when you decide to help parent someone else's kid or be a good auntie or uncle or whatever. Like, you can take the things that you find to be amiss. But I will say, like, my parents didn't know what they were doing, obviously. Like, they were very young when they had me. And, um... When it comes to mental health, I feel like a lot of parents just drop the ball, to be real with you. Mm -hmm. Regardless of where they're from or whatever. It's just a lot of people see a sad kid, they just think they're crying to cry, and they're upset because they just want to be upset. And they don't have any real problems because they're not paying bills, or they're not doing this or that. But it's just like, depression has nothing to do with that. No. It really doesn't. Yes, you may have situational depression, which means that the situation that you're in is bad but a lot of people are not dealing with that they're dealing with real for real deal depression and i feel like people should have just been better i don't know yeah um it's just like at the end of the day it's you know sometimes i'm just like thinking you know shoulda coulda woulda yeah you know how i reflect upon it versus how I'm going to like change something different is how I'm going to see it as because you know I know for a fact that you know when I have a kid um it's going to be different I know that for a fact I know that I'm going to enroll him in therapy if you know just to like just to like have someone to talk to just have someone to talk to about like because maybe he's not like kids, kids lie to their parents all the time. Oh yeah, and they're not ready to but talk to. I think to them. also like another thing is that there are a lot of honest kids. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is that a lot of parents don't create an environment where children can be honest. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, no, no shade or anything. It's just all the times you've lied to your parents. Has it been? It's been like because you're out of fear that you're gonna get in trouble, right? Yeah. Same with me, like, you know, a lot of times it's just like, I don't want to deal with you yelling at me or hitting me. So, I'd rather lie. No, honestly. And it's just, it's just like, that's the worst part about it, too. It's just like, I don't feel like I should have to lie in order to be afraid to get in trouble. Like, and, and like, afraid of something. It's just, that's like the worst part about it, too. Like... That's a tendency I, I tend to have too is lying so I don't get in trouble because it's something I had to do to grow up, like growing up, because I didn't want to get into trouble. Because if I got into trouble, it would just be a yelling fest, and I just didn't like being yelled at. I don't like being yelled at. Who likes being yelled at? Like, I think too, it's just all we can do is just like everybody else, everyone's a broken adult. We're all sad. We just, we gotta be better. And get the help we need and do the things we gotta do. And you know what? Who's to blame? Hmm. Capitalism. You know what? 
It is capitalism. <laughs> capitalism won our childhood. It went. It here's the full circle. <laughs> capitalism. It came back. It came back. It is now capitalism. That's what. That's what's going on. The Chinese rocket fell. The Chinese rocket did fall. It fell in the Maldives. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you thought I was going to create a mega. I thought the freaking if the rocket didn't hit land, it was going to hit water and create a mega tsunami. Because I've been reading about this mega tsunami for like the past like two, three years. Big brain Ever- sailor Stevie Listen, here. everyone thinks I'm full of shit. I'm not saying when, you're full of shit. But when the mega tsunami from West Africa comes and wipes out the whole East Coast and the Caribbean, y'all gonna be underwater like... And I'll be like, see? I told y'all. There is literally no good place to live in America when it comes to natural disasters besides, like, maybe, like, Kansas. But then there's a bunch of, like, tornadoes and people in KKK masks. (laughs) So, I don't really feel like going to Kansas. I'll take my chances. I mean, Alaska's not that bad. Alaska's pretty racist. Oh, yeah. Maybe Hawaii. But everything's expensive in Hawaii. and, And, like, volcanoes and shit. Ah, damn. Like I forgot. You're going to have a Pompeii uh, on one of those islands in Hawaii. I need to find, can we find a place on earth that does not like under a tectonic plate, that doesn't have, I you know, volcanoes? No. There's no racism. No, that's literally everywhere. And that's uh, due to colonialism, which is based off capitalism. See how it goes full circle? White supremacy. Yeah, if you're a colonizer or if you're... A former colonizer. Who's a, who's a colonizer these days? America. Are we colonizers? Because we were born in America. We are. Col- I mean, I'm not a colonizer. How are you? What? It's like she forgets her other half of it sometimes. I don't know what you're talking about. She's half Portuguese. Anyway, next question. She's Jamaican <laughs> Portuguese. Shut up! And she always oh talks about... Her not being a colonizer. You're... How's how's Kate Verde doing? Shut the hell up. Uh, how's Haiti doing? I never fucking colonized Haiti. You guys are Haiti? oppressing Haitians right now. Well, maybe they should have never oppressed, oppressed us first. Oh, yeah. Oppress, Back in the 1800s. Oppress the Negroes first, huh? Yeah, exactly. Wow. You should be ashamed of yourself, you milky white dud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Milky white dud under the bed. Yeah. You, All the hairs got collected you, you on hairy, it. Moldy <laughs> piece of stale white bread cheese. She's mad because I exposed her other half. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> like, I keep looking at your Starbucks Black Lives Matter shirt because the O, U, and G is just so obscenely big. <laughs> Enough. Uh, it's like, no. And. I keep reading oog. If you actually if you actually look at it, the fist has nails on it. No way. It does. You oh look my at... god, I see it. The yeah. red nails. The red nails. Yo, get the fuck out of my face. I hate Starbucks so much. <laughs> it, well, wasn't it designed by a black woman? I thought it was designed by a black woman. This is, again, remember I told you it was really designed by Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
I hate that. It's okay, Shirley Temple. I might be your lifelong servant of your family, but let's just tap dance the depression away. Me with this podcast. Oh my god. Ah, we're terrible people. We are. Oh my god. Did you see that freaking um Nikki's back? Oh yeah. Nikki's back. Nicki Minaj, by the way. She's been on hiatus for over like a hundred and something days. It's obscene. I hate the fact you kind of know what day range it is. <laughs> Shut up. It's about like 111, I think, if I'm not mistaken. The fact <laughs> you are a barb through and Shut through. Shut up. And this is oh what... Oh my God. Can we talk about fan bases and why they're just so obsessed? And they're so toxic. And they're so toxic because they're so because there's nothing going on in I their mean, lives. It started with the first ever fan base, the Jesus fan base. Christianity. I feel like there's a lot more other fan bases than just the Jesus. The fan. Jesus fan base started first. I don't think that's true. They were the first stands. I don't I don't think that's true. And then we had the the well, the first real fan base, you know, besides that stupid joke. I remember um, when I was looking up what fandoms were and where they came from, right? Mm-hmm. Because now they're called fandoms. I mean, they're not called, we don't call them fandoms anymore, right? I thought we could just call them stands. We call them stands. We don't know if we call them fandoms. I feel so old. Yeah. <laughs> fandoms is really long. Fandoms. Oh. But I like the word fandom. Like, I really like, I feel like it's cute. Like, it just gives me a, a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling because... Back in the day, like, the anime fandom now, like, 4chan back in the day was not what 4chan is now. I wish people would know that 4chan is not what it used no, to be. Yeah, 4chan was for all <laughs> for all the, like, anime lovers to go. It was for go. the weebs. It was for the weebs. But then the weebs kind of, like, then it was okay for the weebs to come out. And be racist. And be racist. <laughs> like, but it took, but it got taken over by, like, wait, I don't even know what's horrible, like, how to describe horrible racist people just alt-right motherfuckers yeah a a bunch of alt-right people who like pepe the frog do like the okay symbol and they just do that the entire time and like in their chats just okay symbol each other oh my god it's just it's so crazy because 2chan used to exist and now there's no more Mm 2chan and now 4chan is literally just alt-right central which makes me so sad because i actually yeah i actually used to use 4chan you know that no i would you use 4chan? Because I used to use it back when I didn't know it was for racists. Yeah. Like, literally, when I tell you I became, like, an online weed back in maybe 2011. Because that's when I first watched Lucky Star. Lucky Star is what made me want to be a weed. If you haven't watched Lucky Star, please go and watch Lucky Star. It is such a cute and wholesome anime. First episode, it takes a lot to get through. I'm not going to lie. They, they do this one bit for way too long. It's just not good. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to watch Lucky Star, you need to watch a couple of anime first to get some of the references. Because it did come out, I think, in 2007 or 2009. And at that time, they were making fun of like the most popular anime, which was like the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. And I asked this guy if he knew what it was. He didn't know what the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya is. Well, I know what it was. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh I know the God. character you're talking about. i just never seen the show. Oh, you? I thought you said you didn't know what it was, no, dude. No, i I never seen the show. Oh, God. I would... There's a reason why it's not popular anymore. They, I feel like a lot of people talk about it. It's not... It used to be... You know how, like... 
like how like my hero and like like think of actually in in a sense of how it is like one piece not one piece sorry jujutsu kaisen right jujutsu kaisen is extremely popular but it's not like how one piece bleach and naruto were right Mm -hmm. but it's still like moderately popular like everybody in the anime community has heard of jujutsu kaisen Mm -hmm. that's what haruhi suzumiya was now when people talk about it it's an oh you remember haruhi suzumiya they don't talk about it the way that a lot of people talk about other animes that they're fond of Mm -hmm. and the reason for that is because that second season completely obliterated the show I don't think, I don't think a single piece of media makes me more mad than Haruhi Suzumiya season two. If you want to know what happens, um, spoilers. I mean, it's been like what thirteen <laughs> years? Yeah, fourteen like, years at this still, point. If you want to watch the show, it's not nice. It's been to spoil people. it's been fourteen years. If you were born in two thousand seven, you're fourteen now. I think it came out two thousand eight, actually. Or, You're or, 13 now. It's been it's been over a decade. It's been over a decade. It's kind of on your fault at this point. True. But basically what ended up happening is like the first season of Haruhi Suzumiya is really, really good. Animated by KyoAni. And if you don't know Kyoto Animation, where have you been? It's, it's gorgeous. Um, especially for a show that had came out in like what the first season came out in 2006, if I'm not mistaken. 2006 or 2007. And God so good the acting the voice acting both english dub and the original really really good i think that was the first time that i had heard like newer english voice actors sound pretty much exactly the same like uh freaking the japanese aya hirano does an amazing job as usual and just if you like mystery series or if you just like cute like characters and like fun things you'll really like Haruhi Suzumiya season one season two came out and there it's based on a light novel and in the light novel there's a very very brief chapter like maybe a page about this thing called the endless eight and the endless eight is basically like like I said it's one chapter but the SOS brigade which is the name of the main characters in the show they end up finding out that they're in a time loop and they experience summer vacation 1,500 times over until finally Kion, the main character of Haruhi Suzumiya, figures out, oh shoot, uh, we're in a time loop and they have to get out of it. So the way that they decided to show that in the show is to actually have eight of the same episode over and over and over and over again. I'm not joking when I tell you it's literally, the only difference is, is that some of the outfits are a little different, but literally line for line, it is the same thing. And when the show had first came out in back in like, the season two had come out back in like 09, like people were heated because they had waited like two years for this show, the second season to come out after being trolled for so long that it was going to happen. And like, I think the second season only had 14 episodes, if I'm not mistaken. So imagine eight episodes out of 14 ends up being just one of the same episode over and over and over again. After that, people basically all everyone dropped Haruhi Suzumiya, even I dropped when I had first watched it. And I saw that that had happened. I dropped it. 
apparently there's like more episodes and it ended up like being really good but I just I didn't want to bother and then there was a movie the movie sold pretty well but for the most part people don't care about Haruhi Suzumiya anymore and but I still think the first season is worth watching and if you like manga or light novels i still think that it's really interesting to watch i mean there was even like a whole fake religion called haruhiism in the anime community because people were so into haruhi suzumiya and like the show itself so good so so good but anyway back to the whole fandom thing i miss you know the old og fandom days if you weren't on twitter back in 2011 and in a fandom you don't understand the nostalgia I have for that era, oh my god, the man, the amount of serotonin I'd have logging into my roleplay account after a long day of school, long day of middle school, talking to all my friends, you know, RPing as my own OC, ugh, man, to be, to be 12, actually not to be 12, I would not want to be 12 again, but to have that feeling again. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Ah. <laughs> uh, you never experienced um, being in a fandom? No. I mean, besides just being an anime fan in general, it was just, that was it for me. You were a casual. I was a casual. I used I watched, you know, your good old Naruto, your Dragon Ball Z, um, other shows that were inspired, like Teen Titans, mm. um freaking samurai jack you know all your 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 good old faves of yeah. of kid nostalgia um but you were never in like a fandom itself no i never joined i mean i never joined a like a group on like the internet to talk about you know anime it wasn't even just anime i remember like the band fandom was still pretty huge back in those days both on facebook and twitter um what else? I would just never really fully dedicate, like, all my time and hours <laughs> into to... Into anything. Into anything. Because it was kind of just, like, I was... Like, I was just... like I was too busy playing video games, man. That mm-hmm. was it. You like what you like, and then... I don't know. I remember just actively seeking out and looking for people. Because I really much... I really very much wanted to talk to people about it. And I didn't have a community in which I could find other people to talk about. Because the school I had went to had like 400 people max. And how are you going to find some one person who likes what you like that is your same age when your whole grade is only 50 people? Like, I, I crap you not, my whole grade was 50 people. So. I think my whole grade was like 30. Charter schools are awful. Charter schools are awful. I'm anti-charter school, to be real with you. <laughs> no, I'm so anti-charter school. I think that's a competition to have a different time. I agree. <laughs> I feel like... The whole charter school experience. Oh, man. The whole charter school experience, the whole idea of why people um, fund Republicans like charter schools, that can be next week. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. But we are nearing the end of our experience. Um, I feel like we did a pretty good job this week. We had some pretty, pretty good convo. Yeah. What do you think? I think this convo was really good. A lot of, like, this was a very emotional combo. It was emotional, but it's good content. Yeah. Um, so, you know what time it is. It's time to say what made us coconuts this week. Melon? I don't, Melon, I don't think I got anything, to be honest Nothing. with you. Nothing? No. 
good for you. Okay. I mean, I'm just tired. I get that. What about you? Um, I'm not coconuts in a bad way, but coconuts in a good way this week. What you got? I um am driving. Woo! From our first podcast to now, I can finally drive. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't really know me personally, you may think, okay, and? Like, who cares? But it is a big deal to me because, um, you know, like, I'm 22 mm. right now. And I just started driving. Like, I've been taking the train. As of this September, I mean, this August, would be my 10-year anniversary of me taking the train on my own. Tell me that's not insane. That is pretty insane. Like, I had to take the public train to school and in the state that we live in like that's normal like regardless if you're rich poor or whatever people take the train and bus kind of because it's a little more convenient than driving sometimes sometimes the problem is it's just like not everybody and everything is like in the city and um it especially became important when i started being friends with um and dating people who don't live in Boston. Right. Because, um, oh, I just revealed. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's not like someone's going to find our address. But, yeah. So, not everybody lives in the city. And they live more in the outskirts where the train doesn't really go towards. And if you know anything about taking public transit, maybe if you live, like, in New York or something, you probably have a good experience. And even people from New York don't even talk about having good experiences. But if you have to rely on the bus and train, bro, it's going to take you a long-ass time to get to where you need to go. Like, taking the train and bus alone to get to work took me... It used to take me, like, over an hour, an hour and a half sometimes. It takes me 30 minutes now. That's insane. That is insane. 30 minutes, bro. Come in here to see, to see this guy. Took me 25 minutes to drive. Like, normally, that would have taken me two hours if I were to take the train and stuff. Took longer because we want to get something to eat. No, for real. We wouldn't even have been able to do that. We would have had to get it delivered Uh and pay an extra fee. Uh Also, we got KFC. Not it. Not it. We're Popeye's people. Popeye's all the way. Popeye's all day. Unless KFC wants to endorse us, then we'll lie. I will say KFC's good. But KFC kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. Like, that chicken was really bad. Yeah. And nasty. Yeah. Like, I mean, their mac and cheese still hits. And their mashed potatoes are tasty. No, I'm not a fan of mashed potatoes. How do we feel about the biscuit? It was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Not better than a Popeye's biscuit. No, it's definitely not better than a Popeye's biscuit. You want to talk about a good biscuit, bro? When Oh, announcement! We... Are going to Blurred Con. Oh, we are. Yay! I am. Um, I don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> um. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean you don't know how it's going to go? Just saying. <laughs> wait until there's an actual video and about <laughs> maybe a thousand people looking at me the weirdest way possible. I don't think that's going to happen. So if you ever see that, oh god, uh, don't be shocked. Why are you, be... are you scared to go? I'm not scared to go. Oh, poor baby, you're scared to go. I'm not scared to go. I'm just 
accepting what might happen. <laughs> I, I hope no, like, Hotep nerds come up to me and are yeah, like... What did Dr. Umar tell you? How are you a blurred, but you are here at the con with the white man? The biggest con in the world. <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm like, actually, he's Dominican. And? Well. I don't know yet. I think it'll be fine. I don't think anyone's really going to care. Probably not. Uh, who cares? But there may there may be some people who are going to give us weird stares, no cap. Yeah, there is. There, there always is. Some of my um, group chat is going to go. So that's fun. Yeah. Um. I'm excited to meet them in person. Um, also, the con is like an hour and a half away from my school. And I hikey want to take Melon to go see my school. But like getting there is going to be so hard. Yeah, it is. Like I want to go so bad. Like Richmond, you would. I just want you to go to Richmond. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hit you. Not good. Um, I just want you to go to Richmond. If you saw Richmond... Your mind might be blown. It is so gorgeous. I believe it. It is. When I tell you gorgeous, Kelvin, like, that is something straight out of a movie. Like, I've never seen anywhere like that place in my life. Mm-hmm. So pretty. I and, believe it. And, like, the food. Chow. Oh, my God. The food. Just, the people are nice. You know people, like, stop and say hi to you? That's so weird to me. Like Southern hospitality. Bro, not here in the north. You say Southern hi to someone, they'll want to... They'll, they'll be like, what the fuck you looking at? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> like, you cannot look at somebody here and say hi. They will look at you like you're crazy. So, but anyway, we will be going to BlurredCon. But yes, I am driving. That is my coconuts for this week. And it's been a long way for me to get there. I took my driver's test when I was 19 and I failed and I got scared. Then I took it two years later and I passed. And now I'm driving. And it's made my life so much more easy. Mm-hmm. I no longer have to rely on Ubers or public transit. Mm-hmm. And that's the best feeling in the world. Waking up, waking up in the morning. Thinking about so many different things. And one of those many different things is the fact that I no longer have to take an Uber. So, yeah. Is that it? I think that's it. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. We, we almost filled a whole hour. We almost did fill well, a whole hour. Well, with editing, it's probably going to be less than that. Yeah. Probably around like 55 minutes. But if you have made it to this point, thank you so, so much. You are an honorary coconut, meaning you are brown on the inside. Damn it. Why do I always mess that up? You are white on the inside and brown on the outside. Deliciously sweet. You still can't say the N-word, though. Oh, my God, Kelvin. Why? (laughs) I'm going to have to edit that out. No, you know. That was funny, and you know it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Or you could be an albino coconut, where you're white on the outside and brown on the... White on the inside. Don't even say brown on the inside. Well... Don't even say it. Yeah, you know, that that is kind of offensive. Don't even say that. Yeah, and they're going to send me to the Coon Hospital. They're gonna it only takes a little bit of white brainwash <laughs> to activate the Coon chip yep. in the average Negro. And I am the average Negro right now. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye.